Today is Friday, January the 19th, 2024, and this is a Daily Inc. update. Has voted and passed a continuing resolution for all of the government budgets they've been working on ahead of a February deadline. That CR is now being sent to the White House for signing. The CR passed extends the process into March, giving Congress more time to negotiate and approve the various spending bills. The CR will extend the deadline and avoid a partial government shutdown. Conservative Republicans were fiercely opposed to the CR. The vote was 314 to 108 in the U.S. House and 77 to 18 in the Senate. Congress has more time to decide the government spending levels for a fiscal year that began this past October. Meanwhile, Louisiana Congressman Clay Higgins had some very terse words for the Secretary of the Department of Homeland Security, Alejandro Mayorkas. Higgins is a member of the House Homeland Security Committee, which is beginning the process of impeaching Mayorkas for his mishandling of the border crisis. Ten million illegal crossings in three years. The disintegration of American sovereignty. Total loss of American law and order. Exponential enhancement of cartel human trafficking operations and cartel narcotics trafficking. Millions of American families crushed by financial loss and the unspeakable grief of unprecedented loss of American lives to drugs and violent crime. This is the legacy of Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas And as God is my witness, we will impeach that man in this committee. We will hold him accountable for his colossal failure. Hunter Biden has now made nice with the House Oversight Committee and has set a date in February for him to take part in a private deposition. Hunter changed his tune about demanding a public hearing instead of a closed-door questioning from Republicans. Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer says that Hunter's interview will be after several other Biden family members have been questioned when it comes to the Biden's foreign business deals that Hunter primarily brokered, but the rest of the family members benefited from, and it all happened while Joe Biden was vice president. The Fulton County District Attorney in Georgia is going to have her day in court, and it's going to be televised. The judge presiding over the case that is being brought against Donald Trump and 18 other defendants has now set a date on February 15th for considering the new allegations against Fannie Willis, who is prosecuting the case. The allegations comes from one of the defendants, Mike Roman, and the allegations are that Willis mishandled the Fulton County funds allotted to her when she hired a special prosecutor in this case who she's alleged to have a romantic relationship with. Willis and Nathan Wade are accused by Mike Roman's attorney of engaging in an improper and clandestine personal relationship and profiting from the arrangement with taxpayer money. Superior Court Judge Scott McAfee has ordered Willis to respond to these accusations in writing by February 2nd. One more story about the World Economic Forum and its ongoing meetings all this week in Davos, Switzerland. This is where all the elite globalists determine how they proceed in ruling the world and all of the ignorant masses out there. Today is the last day that the conference will be held. Most recently in one of the breakout sessions, an Indian witch was brought to stage where she delivered some sort of incantation and breathing spell on the forum members. There was a bit of a departure from the normal witchcraft, weirdness, and wokeness that goes on in Davos, Switzerland, and that was when newly elected Argentinian President Javier Malay spoke for the very first time at this event. 
His speech roundly criticized the globalists for leaning hard into socialism and communist ideology as well as practices in governance. Today, I'm here to tell you that the Western world is in danger. And it is endangered because those who are supposed to have to defend the values of the West are co-opted by a vision of the world that inexorably leads to socialism and thereby to poverty. Unfortunately, in recent decades, motivated by some well-meaning individuals willing to help others and others motivated by the wish to belong to a privileged caste, the main leaders of the Western world have abandoned the model of freedom for different versions of what we call collectivism. We're here to tell you that collectivist experiments are never the solution to the problems that afflict the citizens of the world. Rather, they are the root cause. Do believe me. These National Story Updates have been brought to you by Open Inc., a website that is a repository of documents for those who like deep digging, critical thinking, and true journalism where the facts speak for themselves. Up next, a preview of what is coming and what is available on the Open Inc. website. Well, for some time now on the Daily Inc. updates, I've been covering January 6 events and all of the materials that Open Inc. has been able to get a hold of and post on the website, whether it be the actions of the Capitol Police or Ray Epps or the protesters who came late to the Capitol building to find no barricades or police presence stopping them from going in. But one part of the J6 timeline that has not been addressed up until this point has to do with the pipe bombs that were found on that day near the Republican National and Democratic National Headquarters. person placing those bombs was caught on security cameras in Washington, D.C., but amazingly, the FBI has never found out who that was or tracked them down, even though they've spent a whole lot of time hunting down and raiding the homes of grandmothers and families who went inside the Capitol building to take selfies. Now, Tucker Carlson is discussing the pipe bombs with Darren Beatty of Revolver News. And Beatty spends some time detailing out what can be observed on the security camera footage and what can be surmised by the behaviors of those authorities who are supposed to be securing the perimeter. What it depicts is the discovery of the DNC bomb at approximately 1.05 p.m. on January 6th. And if you follow the timestamps closely, you can see this guy in a backpack come into frame at around 1.05. What he does is he first approaches a car, which is a Metro PD car, talks to the driver's side in the window for a while, then moves to the other side of the window, and then eventually moves and chats with somebody in a black SUV, which is a Secret Service car chatting with Secret Service. In fact, we've learned through multiple sources that the Metro PD was part of that Secret Service detail. Why was the Secret Service there? We'll get to that in due course. But the guy finishes talking to the SUV and then leaves the frame. What the individual in the backpack is doing is alerting the Metro PD and the Secret Service of the fact that there is a pipe bomb just feet away that was planted by the park bench outside of the DNC. Now, for those watching this video, and everyone has to watch this video to follow along, 
the first thing that will strike you as remarkable is just how utterly unconcerned both the Metro PD and the Secret Service are about being informed that there was a pipe bomb literally within feet of them and within feet of their protectee, who was VP-elect Kamala Harris. You'll notice if you watch from approximately 107 to 109 in the timestamp, utterly lackadaisical, utterly unconcerned, takes them minutes to even get out of their vehicles, at which point they're just kind of lingering around, uninterested, unconcerned. And then this alone is enough to be a national scandal and blow open this investigation um, with, with severity. And that is the Secret Service, the Metro PD, you'll see this, I couldn't believe it when I saw it. They allow a group of children cross the street in the direction of the pipe bomb and allow the children to walk within feet of the park benches where the pipe bomb was planted. The Secret Service agent as well is walking right with the children within feet of this bomb. Then, about a minute later, a Capitol Police officer walks even closer to the bomb, takes a picture of it, gives a thumbs up sign, leaves, after which point the Metro PD car, the Secret Service car leave, and then the video is over. Now, I know from very reputable sources who have seen the extended video that minutes after that, they have a bomb-safe robot come to dismantle and defuse this bomb. Now, people listening to this are probably asking themselves, first of all, why the unconcern from the Secret Service and the Metro PD? Unconcerned for themselves? Unconcerned for their protectee, Kamala Harris? unconcerned for the children that they cavalierly allowed to walk within feet of this explosive device. And that concern juxtaposed and contrasted with the fact that they needed a bomb-safe robot to defuse this pipe bomb, this alleged pipe bomb. So those are the facts that are illustrated incontrovertibly um, in this video and that I think as a self-contained analysis are sufficient to be a national scandal. Tucker Carlson then went on to provide new information that came to light after the interview with Beatty had already been videotaped. A quick addendum. Minutes after we recorded this interview, we got an update on the story. According to a report from The Blaze, the man we are talking about with the backpack, the guy who walked up to police outside the DNC on January 6th, 2021 and said, by the way, there's a bomb under that park bench. That man was not a passerby. He wasn't some random person. He was, in fact, a plainclothes officer with Capitol Police. Oh, so he wasn't just anybody. He was someone who worked for them. But they didn't tell us that for three years, even though they knew it. And even now, the FBI is not admitting this. The Blaze says they learned that this man was a police officer from congressional staffers. And as of this moment, we do not have that person's name and authorities haven't weighed in one way or the other. But it's yet more evidence that they are lying about these pipe bombs. Why are they lying? Well, because they were involved in it, obviously. 
OpenInk has on its website a timeline of all the open-source J6 videos, a timeline of Ray Epps and his actions during that event, as well as a timeline of the mysterious gallows that were erected in a park that was conveniently close to the Capitol building, and those gallows were used in several camera shots done by the mainstream media to suggest that the protesters had far more nefarious plans for that day, even though the people who created the gallows have never been identified or even arrested, very much like the pipe bomb situation. Thanks for listening to this Daily Ink Update.